Raconteur Collection. Chapter 5, Episode 7, The Birthday Episode. Wow, what a week, what a time, what a time to be alive. I am joined by my co-host, Jack. My name is Charlie, and this is The Raconteur Collection, a podcast about everything and nothing, all at the same time. Wow, what an intro. Good job, Charlie. Jack, how have you been? Yeah, you know, I've been pretty good, just uh, oh taking it easy on this birthday week, and could you... <laughs> just no, I just sound like this. Yeah, so I, you know, my birthday was on the 1st of September, pretty nice, I had to work through it, I think a lot of people work through their birthdays, but then, you know, the... Sorry, the... I worked on my birthday, but so the day before, uh, Laura and Ellie both baked me a cake, and really nice, really fun, she made an amazing dinner, and so it was a, it was a good birthday overall i didn't get anything that's fine i got birthday wishes and you know surrounded that by people who love me and that's what that's what matters so Mm. one year closer to the dying but who knows i'm gonna die so could be far could be close uh so live it like it's uh, not your last but you know live it like there's a sense of urgency wow It's, it's kind of a grim grim start there yeah, but Charlie, your birthday as a recording was uh, yesterday, so again, one more time, happy birthday to you as well. Thanks, man. Happy birthday to you as well. Our birthdays are really close. Jack's on the 1st, mine's on the 4th, which has always been kind of a fun thing, you know. We always like to joke that there's the period of what, you know, a couple of days where Jack is actually just one year older than me, but he's really not. I mean, Older? Really no, it's one it, year, but... just one year apart. Yeah, sorry, one year apart. That's what I meant to say. Like one year older than me. One year older. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's exciting, an exciting time. Everyone, thank you for enduring that brilliant opening of the Racketeer Collection. Probably one of the best ones I've ever done personally. Yeah, especially and in this birthday probably, episode. Yeah, probably more to happen like that, you know? So uh, glad you liked that intro. I can already tell. I can already tell everybody out there is just super happy about that intro. But Jack, you know, I've been uh, doing good. Had a really good birthday day. I mean, I it was just super relaxed and chill and like ordered in some dinner and then literally just had, you know, like a normal relaxing day and it was it was great. I mean, yeah. that's really kind of all I had wanted to do. I, you know, there's part of me that like wants to go out and do something, but then at the same time, it's like, I don't, would I really enjoy that? Like what I'd actually want to do is just sit here and enjoy the day. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um. So that was really about it for the birthday day, and of course, we have a little get together at the parents that we're going to later on. So that'll be fun. But uh, you know, kind of keeping it real casual, not real uh big or fancy, which is to be honest how I like it. I'm not a big birthday like, I guess celebration event person but we'll get into that a little bit later um jack i know you kind of talked a little bit about your week but is there anything else that happened on your week before i kind of dive into mine mm, i mean uh we had a little covid scare at uh ellie's mm. school we got yeah. we you know laura and i were just relaxing and we were like we were about to be like hey you want to go out somewhere to eat do you want to you know do whatever and then i get a text on our little like app we have and teachers like uh one of ellie's classmates has covid so you need to come pick her up and i was like oh my god Ugh, yeah and so i was like well, we kind of like knew at some point this is going to happen but we weren't hoping basically the this second soon. week back you yeah. know uh and yeah. so we got her back we got her tested uh on friday just i think the reason that we had to wait to test her is just to kind of make sure that you know if she was sick it was gonna be like a false positive or whatever or sorry false negative yeah and so definitely uh, we got tested uh, Friday, came back negative. But before she goes back to school, she needs another one Tuesday to be like extra, extra sure. So, right. Uh, but yeah, you know, no symptoms. We're all fine. We're all doing good. So it, it's not that big of a deal. It just more so sucks for her because, you know, she really she like she was crying on Saturday because she wanted to go to school. Couldn't go to school. Yeah, exactly. So it's. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, other than that, it's been a pretty relaxing week. Uh, I worked my last day at the warehouse on Thursday, and I start working just the same company but different, you know, job in the company. 
uh, this coming Wednesday. So I have a nice, nice long weekend actually. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in, uh, I got a four day weekend. So I got one more day after this, which has been really nice. One just, more day for us to play some know, Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia or more Age of Empires. Gosh. Oh, yeah. Age of Empires, man. You know, the games always kind of play out the same, but man, something about <laughs> they, they kind of do. Is, yeah. It, it's kind of so, it's just so fun. Like, there's something about it, especially I kind of like the games where they do attack you early and you kind of get you're on the back foot and you have to like rebuild your base and stuff. And then unless you you're like push me and you, back and like there's a certain extent of the back foot where it, it feels <laughs> really hard to come back from. You're like, OK, I'm, I'm rebuilding my little yeah. village in the corner here. And then they just slowly take out, you know, your old lumber mill, your old mining camp. And then they're like, oh, we found your old base or your new base. And yeah, your 20 villagers are slaughtered in the streets. Goodness. But, uh, you know, as far as my week, it's been really good. I finished an audio project been working on that I've been kind yeah. of teasing. Um, it came out to like an hour and a half long, which is pretty cool. I kind of added some music in there and stuff. So I'll be looking to release that soon. But I kind of want to get some more feedback on this early state of it, just as far as like audio balancing and stuff. Because, you know, I... I listen to a lot of audiobooks and stuff and I want to try to emulate that, but mm-hmm. you know, it's without professional equipment, there is, I'm starting to see the limit of like the quality I can do. I think for the podcast, it's totally fine. You know, it's, you kind of expect a little bit more of the mouth noises and the breathing and you know, the, un, you know, when you don't say something quite clear enough, uh, it is kind of fine for a podcast, but especially for an audiobook, you know, you're really, you're just listening to one voice. And so kind of following that. And I think what I'll, you know, I will, I love doing it to be honest. I love the editing process of it. It takes a long time. The recording of the actual, you know, material is pretty easy, but then I guess the hard part is, is, you know, you record an hour's worth, right. Of dialogue and, you know, the story. And then you kind of are left with, well, I have to listen back through this hour and go through and edit, cut out the bad takes, you know, something like that. Unless if there's like an easier way to do it on Audacity to where you can maybe mark it so you wouldn't have to listen to everything. But I've kind of found the most consistent way to edit big projects like that is to just listen through it once and have it to where you can, okay, I can cut out this line. This is a bad take, you know, so on and so forth. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, it was a really fun project to work on. Really fun. I definitely, I don't know if I'm going to release it in its current state because I used a bunch of copyright music for it, just for me, to, you know, if I could choose whatever music I wanted. So I'm a little hesitant to release it on like YouTube or Spotify. Just yeah, I would. Reason. I would be. I would really try to find some good royalty-free tracks to. Uh... Yeah, and it's especially you want know, to release I, it, and it's not just a personal project. I mean, just right, you know, yeah, yeah. It's uh, one of those things where it's like I don't know how much it would matter since I'm so small. Like, I don't know if Spotify has like an algorithm that will like flag it. YouTube does though, but but like, YouTube I know definitely does, and I definitely want to put this one up on YouTube. I know the only problem I have with getting royalty-free music is you usually have to buy a subscription. I had a subscription to Storyblocks, but it's like 30 bucks a month. It was just fine, but it's like if you're not currently working on something, it's like that $30 is kind of just going in and out of your account every month, and it's Yeah, and I would, I would say, you know, your, one of your best bets would probably be YouTube's royalty-free music library, but mm. a lot of that stuff on there is pretty hit or miss, so... Right. You know. <laughs> yeah, but. so, you know, I have it all like that. But uh, to be honest, I might just use this one as to kind of release between some friends and stuff before I put it out there as like sure. a, big, a big project. I already sent it to Jack, but, you know, it's one of those things, too, where this is the first time I've done this. And so a lot of it was proof of concept for me um, and kind of figuring it out. And I did the math. And so the story I did was just around uh around i don't know 13 13, words i believe and it took me an hour, an hour and a half and i looked at like you know the word count for manilica because i've always been interested in doing my book that i wrote yeah, it's uh, like manilica. a rough estimation it's an audio version 
And I, you know, kind of just did the math on the word counts. And Manelico would be about 14, 13 hours Ooh. if I were to record it. And the idea of doing that is daunting to me because it's just Wait, like. You, but think about it like this this project you yeah. did. Once you know how to do it and you know what you're doing, you're not just kind of, you know, taking those tentative steps and, you know, uh, you know, uh, God, I'm, I'm losing my vocabulary is slipping. <laughs> Trial and error, sorry. I was like, there's a certain terminology I'm looking for. You know, once you're kind of out of that trial and error phase, I feel like the hour and a half of content would take a lot less for you to do. And then you just break Manilka up into the chunks of like hours Mm -hmm. that you just do for like a year or whatever. You know what I mean? And that's a lot less daunting uh, rather than looking at, man, I got to do 14 to 16 hours of like this. That would be the, the end product. But like no, you break it up into chapters, or you break it up into whatever, and becomes a lot more viable that way. So, yeah. But it's a uh, definitely been very fun to work on, and so that's kind of been a big highlight of my week nice. is getting that finished and done, and just finishing, you know, another short story has been fun as well. Yeah, I'll probably give it a uh, listen also as soon yeah, as I okay. can. I've just just been a little busy yeah. slash wanting to like not really oh, do nice. anything on my days off. But uh, same here. Same. I here. do need to probably later on tonight when I get home. I want to upload some YouTube video. Well, I want to start working on some YouTube videos of the Raconteur Collection podcast. I know I've been slacking on that. I know I've said I'm going to do that. It's just been this warehouse job and like the fact that Laura and I worked like opposite schedules is it's so rough on you not only physically but mentally. It's just hard, you know, to like. You know, especially like if I didn't have anything else I did outside of work would be no big deal. But like because, you know, I have things I do outside of work that I want to do. It's just difficult to have a good time management. So mm, with the schedule change would be a lot easier. Actually, be able to like probably get constant out a lot better at a more productive yeah. pace rather than, hey, I'm home at one o'clock in the morning. Let me work on this till three in the morning and then go to bed and, you know, that whole kind of thing. Yeah. So Definitely. I will be working on getting the audio up on the YouTube here pretty soon. Uh, I I believe I will just start with episode one, chapter one, and just go from there until we're caught up. So, right, I'll probably upload upload those kind of just as I have them, and then once I'm caught up, obviously just with the, re- the with the weekly release. So, right, yeah, awesome. Well, before we dive into our birthday episode, now here we go. More, more memories and stuff. We have some feedback from last week's episode. We had yeah, a bunch also, of feedback, which was real quick. This is just awesome. like this isn't just like this is basically another tangent episode, but with a more concise birthdays <laughs> feedback. You know, so but the title is just going to be fine. simple. But I mean, yeah, I, I like yeah. I said, I've been listening to a lot of I told try this the super mega podcast. And it's very much conversational, kind of like ours is very laid back. Uh, and they just kind of have like these topics that they discuss. And then it's basically a lot of tangents. So, yeah, I was like, eh, I kind of, you know, I, I vibe with that. So that's kind of what this episode is going to be in a sense, not intentionally, but that's how it worked out. So, yeah. So feedback from last episode we have one from lily and she says remember one of my earliest memories relating to music when i was eight or nine one of my grandpas gave me a walkman for my birthday and i remember mom giving me an alanis morissette cd and saying i was old (laughs) enough to listen to it that's just kind of a funny one i you know i just think it's hilarious and then we got uh, another response from another one of our patrons michael all these responses are actually taking place over our discord which is great uh, and Michael good. said, uh, I remember that, uh, grandma used to give, or used to have a Walkman in the back of her Explorer. So I'd always want to ride in her car when we went to Robber's cave. That's she did. So true. <laughs> and then also this episode, maybe remember my old Sega and playing Sonic and those GameCube games, man takes me back. I agree. Michael, it, uh, it really does take me back to like, think to those early days, you takes know, me when back to when he stole everything Chrysalis. was new <laughs> when I stole Chrysalis. Yeah. And then we got a follow-up on the conversation. We had a pretty big, you know, um, tangent about the grittiness of Marvel and stuff. And I've actually had some new thoughts to this, So, I'll, but I'll Ooh. add those after I read this feedback. And so Michael came in and said, yo, yo, I'm just going to throw down my two cents. And this is the two Throw cents down. on the 
gritty Marvel Star Wars topic. He says, I would definitely love to see some more grit in some of these franchises, but not just for the sake of it. Which, I'll pause here, that seems to be an overwhelming consensus between all of us is that we don't want to see grit or explicit content for just grit's sake, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He continues, however, there's a huge tendency for these production companies to lean into their PG-13 content so they can make more money with a bigger audience. 100% true. I think that definitely affects the quality of the story of a number of films that would do much better without having the restraint of a PG-13 title. He continues, I do totally agree with Jack, so Jack Henry, who brought this up at last episode, on some things, Star Wars or Avatar thrive on their stories regardless, and I'd hate to see a beloved franchise go gritty for the sake of it. Marvel should do it, though. And yeah, I thought uh, he was know, talking I about. That's... I thought he was talking about me because I thought I said that Avatar and Star Wars kind of thrive on their own, but mm. I actually I don't remember which which Jack said that. So, <laughs> but yeah, I you know I think those are all really good points, and you know we'll continue with uh, Jack Henry's then respond to this. He says, "Yeah, thanks for the reminder, Michael." For me, going dark or gritty all has to do with intention. I bring up Avatar because it's a story about coming of age in wartime, which Star Wars also shares. Avatar knows how to tell its story to a wide audience. It's a show directed at children that, because it's not well, because it's so well crafted, excuse me, extends to adults. Star Wars does the same thing, though sometimes not as well. I.e., the prequels, parts of the sequels. Uh, not the Last Jedi, though. It's great. Uh, you know, whatever. Nah. It does branch out, as with Rogue One and parts of the Clone Wars, Bad Batch, and Mando, which it does tell well in a lot of regards. But I think at its foundation, it's a sci-fi fantasy aimed at children, and I think it needs to keep that foundation. You can still tell serious stories as with Avatar, but it's all about intention and crafting good narrative. Marvel, I do think, is a little different. Michael responded, and he said, yeah, I mean, the Mandalorian's living proof. Yes, it's family-friendly, but my God, what a great story and setup, which I totally agree. Star Wars is kind of a unicorn, though. Not many stories are so good for so many people. We've got one last little bit of feedback here. Jack Henry continues, Marvel, I don't think, has defined itself. I think it lacks the sort of foundation that Star Wars and Avatar have. I think that's why the films are so hit or miss. Or you have the Winter Soldier stuff that doesn't feel like it leans into the themes it's trying to present. Marvel, at its best, is kind of wild and weird, i.e. Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, Loki. But it does tell... But it does what it wants to do when it tells lots of different types of stories with themes like grief and race as with WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But it lacks a sort of craft and vision that Avatar and Star Wars has to make these stories really meaningful. Hmm. I do think Marvel could embrace these serious themes, just they need to really define their narrative intentions and not just use darkness or grittiness as a gimmick. For me, making a gritty, making a story gritty for gritty's sake has become gimmicky, and that's why I'm a little resistant to it in these big blockbuster films. So... That is kind of a continuation of the feedback we had from last episode about this kind of conversation. And Jack, I'll toss it to you first before I throw in my two cents. But uh, what do you think of that? Does that change your mind or do you still find yourself kind of on that same page as before? So I feel like, you know, I'm I'm much more in the camp of... Oh, hold on, Ellie's... Ellie, can you get off the desk, please? Okay, well, don't, don't move around a lot because you're shaking the desk. Um, I'm more in the camp of, you know, kind of what Jack has been saying is that like, you don't need to be gritty just like, just for the sake of it. And we've said that multiple Mm -hmm. times, but what I mean by that is, you know, if you took out the grid from something like game of Thrones, it would a lot of the impact on the show would be lost because that show is very gritty and uses that Mm -hmm. to its storytelling devices. You know, do you know what I mean? So if you took it out, you'd lose something there. I think you really would. But if you take yeah. out, so if you put in grit to say something like The Last Airbender, it'll lose that charm that it has to not only yeah. capture like adults, especially like in the later seasons. First one, I think, is very kid-friendly. But afterwards, like once the characters start growing up, it gets really, really good. Right. Like it can, You kind of lose the immersive aspect for everyone if you add in this... Like, oh, we're going to actually show the firebenders, like, burning people alive, you know, when I think it's pretty clear that, like, that kind of stuff happens, you know, just based on the way people treat firebenders and, yada, like, the way the the whole world is run. But, you know, so. I mean, yeah, with Avatar, you definitely get into it, like, when Aang goes back to his temple for the first time, right? 
Yeah. And he sees that, uh, you know, everybody's dead. So it's not like these shows don't go into this territory, this darker, um, and we'll put a, I feel like I've said gritty so much that it's losing any meaning, but you know, these shows do do that. And here's what I have to add. And I know we're going a little long here, but I really like kind of continuing these conversations. I think it's, you know, a great part about our podcast. So I'll put a little timestamp in the description for those interested to kind of skip this and get to the heart of the episode. But, uh, you know, I watched two movies over this weekend, Jack. I watched Suicide Squad, the new one. And then Kate has been rewatching the Harry Potter series. And so I watched with her most of the last part of the Deathly Hallows. Is it just right? called Suicide Squad, this new one? Yeah. So Gotta say... Sorry, go ahead. So it's the same name as the as the first one that came out. Correct. But it's a reboot. That's so stupid. The first Gotta one say, I thought was actually horrible. It was the first movie I ever was like, I need to stand up and like walk out of the theater. <laughs> I really thought it was that bad. Gotta say, this new one, amazing. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um... But if you want to talk about a movie that leans into grit and violence and, like, just wackiness, that's it. And I think Suicide Squad is so successful because it does lean into the wackiness that its story is, right? And you find that most things that lean into what they are are successful, which is always so funny because you think that would be such a common thing. But I think what happens when you start creating movies for these big audiences is that you have a lot of money tied up and you have a lot of people who want to make their money back. And so they try to change things. But what you happen, you know, what happens when you have these kind of pure things come out is that people gravitate toward them because they're like, wow, this is awesome. But I, I bring this up and I bring up specifically the Harry Potter because so, you know, Deathly Hallows Part 2, Battle of Hogwarts, you know, it's a bunch of teenagers and kids fighting against Death Eaters. And you know what? That movie's PG-13, but you see bodies everywhere, and you see people getting hurt, and you see, you know. And so my worry is, is that, you know, Marvel is also PG-13, so is Star Wars, but yet they lean to the safer side. They don't even go as dark as Harry Potter to show, hey, you know, and I'm not saying, hey, I want Saving Private Ryan bodies on the beach. That's not what I'm saying, right? But what I'm saying is, Hey, you know, that Battle of Hogwarts feels threatening because they show scenes where these kids are like, hey, we have to pick up these dead bodies. And hey, you see people crying over people who have died. And it's like, it really adds a sense of weight to like, oh my gosh, like, and when Harry has to make that, sorry, spoilers for anybody who doesn't know Harry Potter, but when Harry has to make the choice to go meet Voldemort in the woods, and I'm specifically talking about the movies here, so books aside, but when, uh, you know, he makes that choice because he can't keep seeing people dying, which that message would have been taken away if they had played on the safer side and been like, no, you see the destruction and the rubble, but there are no bodies. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that is my concern right there is that when you have a movie like Harry Potter, which I will say directed at kids. Yes. It's directed. Deathly Hallows is directed at an older audience because I feel like Harry Potter evolved as it got older, but the heart of that franchise started out as a kid's book. Yeah, like compare the that. first book with the last book. It's it's kind of crazy. Harry Potter is a huge franchise. Yeah, I yeah mean, very much so. You know, I Harry Potter's just, and I feel like I'll get some fee- like feedback, but I feel like Harry Potter is just as big as Star Wars or Marvel. Not so much anymore, but you know, definitely back in, in its day, heyday. Oh yeah, my I mean, god! Like I remember when uh, book five came out, uh, Harry yeah. Potter and the what what was that one called? Order Harry Potter Phoenix. Order of Phoenix. Uh, you know, our mom and dad were reading it while we were on vacation, you yeah. know, where we used to go to every year, uh, just the, this local state park. And while we were on vacation, they were staying up trying to finish it before each other because we only had one copy. And so right. I'd wake up like seven in the morning early, walk outside, mom's up there reading it. I'm like, are you, are you kidding? We're trying to enjoy like, <laughs> you know, the nature out here or whatever. It was just, right, you know, so, and then... Like, but at the same time, like, when the new, when Star Wars got rebooted, that was huge. Like, we went to go see oh, yeah. that first movie as, like, a whole family group, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and that was the last time I saw a Star Wars movie, so. <laughs> right. 
So, you know, ultimately I'll leave this conversation and pass it back to our audience. Um, but yeah, that I guess is my worry. And I think seeing Harry Potter and seeing how they went a little darker, but you know, it was darker within what they could do. And when I see shows like, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier or WandaVision or Loki, and we're supposed to be having these high stakes and, but you don't see the result of anything. You just kind of have to imagine it. I think it's a mistake to leave it up to the audience to imagine how bad something is without showing, you know, Hey, this is the, this is the consequence here. You know what I mean? And so that, I think that's really my point, And that's really kind of hammered it home for me is yes, I, and I guess what was so great about having this conversation is realizing that like everybody's actually on the same page, you know, like my mm-hmm. argument, Jack Henry's argument, I think we're actually arguing for the exact same thing. Um, I think when I said it, you know, I wanted these stories to be more gritty and dark in the podcast. I came across as a little bit more of a flat, you know, statement rather than adding the depth, but, uh, I'll pass it back to everybody else and see what they think. And Jack, it's time to get into some birthday memories. Let's go. So Jack, the first question I wrote down here in my notes to ask you very important question. Why birthdays? Why? Like why why are they a thing or why Yeah. Why? Uh well birthdays are a form of celebration to commemorate one's uh comeuppance in this world, being born from the womb. Uh you know, not the actual day of conception, but the day of birth. And it's it's a day that's meant to kind of celebrate, hey, you're here, uh, look at your life so far and you you're you know, you're doing a, a decent job give or take and uh you get another year you know you get like another badge on your on your coat that'd be kind of right. almost kind of you know grim is like you have this coat of like i don't know it goes up it goes up to 100 but people can live past that but like you know you pin it in so you're like okay well i have 75 more pins right here well now it's you know 73 so yeah, you know, the it's pins are getting fewer. Really, <laughs> and it's not. Of... It's not dark. It's not dark. I'm just trying to have some dark humor jokes. Yeah, birthdays are you know interesting to me because you know Jack and I both grew up in a big family, and so we had lots of birthdays all throughout the year. Jack and I's birthdays are really close, and so growing up, we shared a lot of birthdays because it was just easier to have birthdays at the same time. Which, as little kids, we didn't really like, but you know, as we got older and like understood like the reality of having to buy gifts and having to do this and, you know, having to set up a party. It's like, okay, I, I get it, you know? <laughs> but um, it's interesting because you see birthdays in different forms all throughout all different types of media. Game of Thrones, I'll use this example because it's fresh in my mind, but not birthdays in Game of Thrones, but they call them name days in Game of Thrones. So Name like, days. And, you know, birthdays, I feel like, are a very deep, society thing to where it's very you know it's like the celebration of you know is it's weird when you think about it and that's why i asked the question why birthdays because it's like mm-hmm. you know it's a full rotation of the planet uh it's you know you've been existed for you know but it's all defined based on the movements of these celestial bodies you know what i mean the, that is what our birthdays are defined by and it's crazy to think that how are we going to handle, and this is, I know I'm taking it in a weird direction here, Jack, so I'm sorry, but like on Mars, you know, the years are longer. So is somebody going to, somebody who is born on Mars, are they going to track their birthdays based on Earth or based on Mars? I honestly, you know what I mean? I feel like when we start getting to that point to where people are further out, if you're on a spaceship for several years, I mean, I guess we were still referring to years as Earth years, but are we still going to count on my birthdays? I feel like I answered my own question because, yeah, if you're on a spaceship, I would imagine you'd still track it by an Earth calendar. But, you know, just an interesting thing. It's, you know, it's kind of an interesting concept, you know, that oh, you know how our birthdays are really defined that would be. by the rotation. No, so or, it is. If, yeah. you know, if you always track, you know, a birthday by an Earth year because we are earthlings even if you're uh, born so yeah, an off planet species. your parents are earthlings like you know like you're an earthling because if you're born on mars you're not 
I mean, you're te- you technically be a quote unquote I, Martian, but you're yeah, still like a human. Say, you're a human being on, still. Yeah. To a certain, but if to, you're born on Mars, you're a Martian. Generations from then, you would be, you know, probably more diverse. But like, could you imagine? All right, going on like a space trip, whatever. You go so far, time dilates. You come back. It's been like 50 Earth years. So if you go by Earth years, you're technically now like. You know, I would be like exactly. 67, yeah. but I would look 27. But yeah, I'm actually 67 because that's how much time has passed on Earth. And then you like are on the beach and then you, you know, going through a struggle and then you come into the site on the beach and it's the Statue of Liberty, you know, and all of a sudden, wow. My the God, anything. they blew it up. <laughs> they blew God, it what up. A reveal. Dude, the reveal in that movie is so good. Like. Oh my gosh, like, can you imagine? Because that is how it works, and that's the creepy part. Like, in Interstellar, you know when they go down to the ocean planet? Oh, yeah, and they get and stuck for a bit the tide rises up, and they go back up, and the guy's like, it's been years. I'm like, yeah, like oh my god. Like, didn't that say it was like, it was like 20 years, something like that? It was like 20 it, or 15 years, something like that? It, it's like, what? Really? Like, that's how that's how it works? Like, that that is just how it works? It's, that's crazy to me. Anyways... We're getting a little uh, heady here for this topic. Nebulous. That was a first. <laughs> that was the first thing when I was thinking of birthdays that kind of came into my mind. Is that like, you know, I wonder how they're going to change going forward, or if it really is going to be very much an earthbound tradition. I think until we get out of our cultures and stuff, and you know, I think until we get out of our, until there are generations and generations past, like you know. Oh, you're born on Mars, but your parents are from Earth. Okay, yeah, like, whatever. But, like, if suddenly your great-grandparents were born on Mars and you're still on Mars, at that point, I feel like humans, so would, look far like, humans would also look really different at that point because of gravity yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. But for me, bring it back down to Earth. Birthdays have always been less. I mean, obviously, when we're kids, you like, you know, parties. Like, we, I had a real, like, one of my most favorite parties when i was a kid was the pirate themed one mm-hmm. super fun all of our friends were there you know our dad uh made me this big uh basically like a pirate flag skull and crossbones i think it said captain jack on it or something like that and you know went like treasure hunting outside and it, that was a really fun time uh other than that though i mean i'll be honest i don't remember a lot of my other younger birthdays other than that one but you know i was thinking about that as well because that is another question i had in my notes is you know what do you remember or what were your favorite birthdays i feel like i actually tend to remember christmases and like christmas eves more so than i remember my birthdays you know what i mean and i think and so this is i i want to be a little careful here because i don't want to like make our parents sad or anything but we had a big family and we didn't have, you know, the money to get presents for everything. So birthdays for us were much more of about like a family connection time. Yeah. And, you know, even as growing up and as being a kid, I think I didn't like that. I find that now that I'm older and now that, you know, I, I have basically what I need or I have the means to buy the things that I want that I really appreciate that birthdays you know, are just a time to get together, are just a time to see each other. You know, that that to me is very, it's nice. And it's nice not to have the, the weight of like expectation to do this huge thing. But then at the same time, you know, I find myself being torn in both directions because I, yeah. I do appreciate the, you know, preparing a party, buying the gifts. I just personally have always found myself in this kind of hard spot to where it's like, I can't really afford a big gift, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, so I can get you like a little knickknack or something like that, which has always been kind of a sad thing to me. And so I, it's probably, and I would imagine birthdays are going to kind of fade out of importance for me, especially as I'm getting older. I mean, I have my 30th birthday next year, so I'm sure that'll be a thing, but I imagine birthdays will really come around in importance again. Like yeah. when, like I, you know, when I have kids and we start selling their birthdays, you know, I have a feeling that because, you know, and I, I apologize, I'm going on here a little bit, but to bring it up, you know, 
holidays, right. I'm used to it. Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, all of that stuff. It seems that as you get older, you get more and more disconnected from these events. But what kind of ties these events back together is then having kids of your own and then wanting to celebrate these events for the kids. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and so here, it's like here's where I can that, bring in yeah, go ahead. some perspective. It's so I can't really, like, I don't remember a lot of my younger birthdays. I don't have a great memory to start off with. Uh, for for some things, other things, I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly where this piece of intel was in the first Modern Warfare that I played, you know, ten years ago or whatever. But when it comes to birthdays, other than like I said, other than that pirate one, I don't really remember, you know, any of them sticking out that much. I always remember our mom's cake she'd make, the best chocolate cake. To this day, I'm actually yeah. looking at a picture of uh, our brother Henry's first birthday. Like, I have it on my computer. And, you know, so you're wearing a jean jacket, white T-shirt. I'm just wearing, like, a big gray shirt. And our mom's holding this chocolate cake. She makes the best chocolate cakes for the birthdays. Or kind of whatever cake we like nowadays because, you know, we're adults now. So, but I remember, like, when I was younger, yeah, we got, like, a couple of gifts here and there. Especially our birthdays were usually tied together. And we'd celebrate them at the same time. We hardly ever had like, hey, here's Jack's party. Three days later, here's Charlie's party. It was always like, hey, right. Charlie's birthday is on Thursday. Jack's is on like Monday or whatever. We'll have a party this Friday or this Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so well, we'd always have two cakes. That was always something we'd have is two cakes. Uh, so I don't remember like feeling like I really wanted more. I think obviously as a kid, I probably did. But as, when I got to like 16 or so and on, I really just appreciated the fact that we as a family can come together every year and celebrate birthdays the way we do. You know, the fact that I'm on good terms with all my siblings, with my parents, with you know my family. Like I'm on good terms with everybody and we all love each other and we express that to one another. And that, as I've gotten older and just, you know, grown up more, that's become a lot more apparent that that's rare. You know what I mean? Mm, It's a lot harder for families to be together for as long as our family has been and not have, oh, George is out. He doesn't like the family. Or Charlie's just gone. He went to college and, you know, I don't know what he's doing now. But, like, we all all keep in touch. And so every year Mm -hmm. I'm just thankful that we can all still do that. And especially, like, this year, after, like, the really rough one, like, rough just year last year, I'm just glad we can get together and... It's it's just the inner family, and I'm just glad we can celebrate that kind of get together still. So, right, and definitely. Now that I've, I'm gonna keep going a little bit. I'm gonna pull Charlie here. I'm gonna keep That's going. Fine. Go ahead. Um, and you were talking about you know birthdays won't be super important until you have kids, and I agree. I've been with Ellie for uh, four of her birthdays now. She's she's four now. <laughs> Right? I've been with Ellie for four of her birthdays. She's four now. Well, no, I was just saying. <laughs> no, I, I know, oh, I know. Shoot. It's funny. She is four. I was thinking, is she five? No, she's turning five next year. Oh my gosh, I was getting so. <laughs> where I was like, I can't already be slipping up on birthdays. But I, her birthdays, I'm like, I want to give her, obviously not just like my love and support, but also like just like, hey, like if I can provide for her. Even if it's a bit over the top, I want to. I want to give that to her. Because something I mm-hmm. think we, you know, even though we grew up and we didn't have anything extravagant for our birthdays, which is fine, if I'm able to provide that, just like our parents would have, if they're able to provide that for us, something extravagant for each of our birthdays every year, they would have. You know what I mean? Mm. If I'm able to do that for Ellie, I want to do that for her. And when we were getting yeah. gifts for her last year, uh, you know, our parents, uh, they're like, my dad was like, hey, so what does Ellie want? I was like, I don't know, like, I was thinking maybe like a scooter or something, but I don't know if we can really afford it. And he was like, well, hey, like, I can I can help pay for this. And that made me tear up, just kind of, you know, just everyone coming together and just giving what they can to Ellie and just, I don't know. It was a really fun time to just, yeah. especially this last birthday because it was like a it was an actual like party we had for her so it was a lot of fun right yeah no definitely man it's it's one of those things that i think will you know it fades away and comes back in life and i guess 
you know, you always have the extremes of both sides, you know, you have, you know, stuff like our family for like my 16th birthday, it was kind of just like a small get together, but then you have shows like, you know, my sweet 16 where you have like these horrendous people being like, no, I want this and I got this car and it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, so there's, there's definitely a line of like how, how much appreciation can you show versus how much are you spoiling something? And I wonder, Jack, and I'll pass that back to you. Is that like a concern that you have, especially with Ellie? You know, it's like a, a conversation that even comes up, like between you and Laura. You'd be like, oh, hey, we well, know we shouldn't get her this or hey, we should be more. Or is it really just like, no, we'll get her what we can and, you know, and that'll be that'll be good enough you know what i mean or is that or, or is there ever like a worry that you're like oh man i'm worried that we're giving her too much you know what i mean yeah i mean especially when she was a kid she couldn't really realize what was going on you know we just got like some toys here and there but nowadays as she's getting older and we're kind of we're understanding her personality more we're trying to be a lot more conscious of like hey we can't just get her all the stuff because we know for a fact she won't play with it or we know for a fact right. it'll only be like a one or two day thing. Mm-hmm. So I, we're trying to, we're not trying to go over the top in that sense of just like here's all these gifts, gifts, gifts. We're trying to just be like, hey, here's like a fun party. Uh, we'll do what you want to do for your party. We're not, you know, so like hey, if she wants to go to the zoo or do whatever, that's that's what we're gonna try to do. We're not gonna be like, hey, let's just get her 20, 30 gifts just for the sake of it. Do you know what I mean? We're trying to. Right. Be a lot more concise. So I think birthday year five will be a much more concise than four. Because four, like that whole year from three to four and now, especially, she's just been growing into her own person a lot more. Mm-hmm. So it's just been slowly discovering her attitude, what she likes. You know, she's she's like, my favorite color is purple. No blue. No, I like Minecraft. Like we had a Minecraft themed party for her. Uh, and she really liked that. And... But, you know, like one thing I got her, I was like, hey, I got Minecraft on my phone just for you. Played it once or twice. Now she doesn't play anymore because she doesn't like playing it on the phone. So I'm like, ah, well. Right. You know, so <laughs> stuff like that I want to try to avoid. I want Because if she, you know, just wants to throw something away, doesn't take care of something, I am I try to be like, Ellie, like if you just leave that on the floor or we don't waste food, we don't, we try not to waste yeah. things. I'm trying to instill that like, you don't waste it, so don't ask for it if you're not actually going to use it or you don't need it. So, yeah, and that you know, I think that kind of answers my question because you know you always wonder. And I let me start this by saying like I am in no way holding this against you if you are one of these people or if you know this has been your life, but this is just so foreign to me. But to continue, I. You know, I often wonder why certain people come out just being douchebags, you know, and you look back and it's normally like how the kid was raised. And I think it has much less to do with the means that they were raised with and the types of parents they had. You know what I mean? I, I and agree. So it sounds like for and so it sounds like for you, it's like, no, like there's not really this worry of turning Ellie into like this, you know, spoiled star child because of the type of people you and Laura are, you know? Yeah. And it comes down to this thing where it's like, that's just how I was raised, you know? Like, and I really appreciate that I was raised like that because I like the perspective that I have because it means that when I come into means or if I come into like a lot of, you know, I don't know, if I ever find myself like, wow, I I just have all this money. You know, I feel like I'm bound to spend it very differently than if I were to just have had money all of my life. Yeah. And so much of that, you know, comes down to our parents. I've been listening to this other podcast and one of their big conversations they've had recently is all about like loot boxes and kids making purchases on like credit cards and stuff like that. And the conversations are always so funny to me because I'm always like, as a parent, like, the parent needs to be in charge of making sure their kid doesn't use their credit card. No, to I'll spend tell you. I'll tell you right $400 now. Four hundred dollars on microtransactions. If like, your kid, what? Has, why? Mm. Why are we trying to make it, you know, easier for like a kid to do this? Like, it, where is the parent come into this? You know, like, 
because the big conversation was they're like, hey, does if any game has microtransactions or loot boxes, it should be rated M. And I'm like, but that doesn't that doesn't really fix anything. Like that's just kind of like a, you know, like why isn't the parent being like? Because like with our parents, like I cannot imagine. Oh, we do it one like, time, hey, and it's hor- we're, We got in trouble. Horrible you trouble. Know I mean? well, here's the thing. So Ellie, one time I left her on my PlayStation account. And she somehow purchased a UFC fight. I don't know how. I was able to get it refunded. I was like, I don't know how she did that. But ever since then, I made her own account on the PlayStation that she gets into. She doesn't know the password to get into my account. And she doesn't have online access on that, on her account. It's all offline. On my phone, if she ever accidentally clicks on anything, like, you know, she's watching, she's playing My Singing Monsters and she clicks on something, she has to, like, it has to either be a password or like a finger scan or something. She can't just buy whatever. If she right. had access to my card, she still have to get into my account through those security measures. If she was like seven or eight, she'd have to go know those security measures to actually purchase anything. So it's totally on the parents. These kids aren't just like, oh, mom's credit card, a thousand dollars. Look, if you have a thousand dollar like credit limit immediately that your kid can just spend like that. I think you're fine to spend that credit limit, give or take, unless it's like an emergency fund or whatever. <laughs> but like, yeah, it just is, it's just ridiculous. It seems to me a really easy fix for people who just don't want to monitor their kids. Like, I'll be yeah. like, hey, Ellie, you can get on, you know, my phone, watch some YouTube kids. We all, we often check on what she's watching or play. Uh, she plays like PBS games. So like Clifford games and that kind of stuff. Uh so that's what she does, you know, and we haven't had her right. buy anything accidentally since that UFC fight, which Ellie's into this. Uh, she's into Absolver, that martial arts game. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, maybe she just likes fighting. Who knows? But <laughs> I hope it wasn't like a conscious effort or a conscious purchase. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, you know, I know we're getting a, w- a little bit of ways from birthdays, but I feel like, you know, we can kind of tangentially loop it back because... It all comes down to these moments of, you know, what defines you. And I, to change the topic just a little bit, I think the only negative I have from coming from a a background of like birthdays without a lot of means is that when people ask me, they're like, hey, what do you want for you to do for your birthday? Or what do you want for your birthday? I'm always like, my my mind just goes blank. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I want. You know, I'm, there are things out there that I want. But I never feel like I can be like, hey, get me a PlayStation 5. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. get me this $2,000 you know, thing. Because it's like, and maybe it's just the things that I want. But it's like, yeah, the things that I want are like, hey, the money to buy and build my own computer. But it's like, that's not, like, I, I'm not ever going to ask for that. Because, like, I... That's just, I feel like that's just a dick move. You know, I feel like it's a dick move to be like, hey, get me this horror, you know, this super expensive thing. But I wonder if that is more of a me thing to where it's just like how I grew up. I just don't Mm -hmm. expect those types of things. And I was wondering, Jack, if you had kind of that same issue when somebody goes, hey, Jack, what do you want for your birthday? You're like. Yeah, I, I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I was like, I don't maybe know. some money so I can get some stuff for like the podcast, or like audio production. Like that's kind of right, right. where my mind goes, but I'm like, that stuff's expensive. To, so, so I just say, don't worry about it because part of me feels yeah. a little selfish <laughs> for asking, even though like it is like my yeah. birthday, I've kind of grown to just be not think my birthday is that big of a deal. I'm like, Hey, birthday, great. Yeah. I want to see my family. That's kind of it. Honestly, I don't want to party. Right. I don't want to go out. I don't want to do whatever. I just want to relax and have a nice chill time with the fam or some close friends or something, you know? And the idea of asking, if I was like, hey, a PlayStation 5, and if I actually got that, I'd be like, man, you guys didn't have to, like, it's nice, like, thank you so much, but, you know, so I'm sure someone else could want it more, like, you know, I don't, you know, like, I, because since I am making my own money now, I don't really like being given things. You know, mm. I, I don't know. So, but I like yeah. giving things. I really like giving things when I can. 
for me, I've been I've been really trying to be better about when I receive gifts, just to be like to not go quiet because even as a little kid when I would get gifts especially like more expensive gifts I would always kind of just go quiet and not really know how to react and I've been trying to make more conscious effort recently to be like oh my gosh like this is freaking awesome thanks you thank you so much thank you citizen you know what I mean yeah but yeah like it I do find that like I have not a complex about it but yeah there are some like weird things where it's like I don't and it's not for sure some weird things. It's not coming yeah. it's not coming from this place of like, oh man, I'll ask for this, but nobody will get it for me. Yeah. Or yeah. nobody will it's not coming from like a negative place like that. It's more coming from like kind of like what you said, where it's like, I don't think my birthday is that important. Not in like this self deprecating, oh sad way, but it's just like <sighs> I'm one year older. Cool. Like I and I know that sounds maybe sad to some people. They're like, oh, well, it's your birthday. It's your special day. I'm like, yeah, it is. But like my version of a special day was just relaxing. And yeah, like honestly, you know. now that I'm an adult, if I have a day that I can relax and take it easy, if I can take a bath with some Epsom salts, relax, you know, <laughs> that's my that's my version of a good day. And on a Ugh. birthday, all I'm like, dude, if I can on top of that, also see the fam, see some close friends, get a cake. I'm good. Jack like, just wants the cake, man. I love the cake. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a cake man. But uh, let me ask you real quick: when you are yeah. offered cake, this is for all the listeners out there too. When you're offered a cake, sometimes it comes with the side of ice cream. Do you also get the yeah. ice cream or no? It really depends on how I'm feeling. I, to be honest with you, ever since I started working out back in January, I don't know if it's because like my metabolism's faster or what, but I've craved sweets way more often. And so nowadays I'd be like, oh yeah, hell yeah, give me that ice cream and cake, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I've definitely gone through periods of my life where I'm like, oh, I want one small piece of cake and that's it, you know? And I won't really eat that many sweets. But like, definitely as I've been like working out more consistently, I find that I have a way more consistent sweet tooth, There's probably like kind of odd. There might be like some kind of weird subconscious, less guilt about it too because you're more active uh, you know what i mean so it could be more subconscious yeah, but i i often go for the two cake slices and no ice cream rather than one cake slice mm-hmm. and then like two scoops of ice cream it's just the one just the one thing the one two punch the one the, the one thing the one thing jack <laughs> as <laughs> i'm just as look we, uh... i'm trying to entertain the people okay i'm trying to provide some fun for the people all right as we move on to the little ending segments here, I want to ask you, what yes, are some sir. of your favorite gifts? What are some of the favorite gifts that you've gotten? You know, like what do you remember getting as a kid? And it doesn't have to be linked to a specific birthday if you don't remember, but it could be more of a nebulous kind of thing where <laughs> we need to have like, like oh, a, hey, I really anytime we have neb- nebulous is said, and it just needs to be replaced, obviously Dude. replaced with like nebulous, like a dead oh. space voice. Oh my gosh, I was dying because i recently went and i watched some of the demon souls playthrough and there's a moment where in the okay this doesn't relate to anybody who's listening to the podcast if you want to watch what i'm talking about jack and i did a demon souls yeah, playthrough type on in demon YouTube souls channel. demon souls jack jacks it's uh it. really good but there's this one part in the tower of latria where i go and i drop from the ledge to the small little alcove before you drop down in front of the big doors before you fight like, the false idol, right? And I read this message, and you're just talking, so you don't even hear me. And the message says, why is it always? And I go, why is it always? And the text appears on the screen. That's not the funny part. So then I fall down, and I do this roll to avoid getting shot by the Black Phantom, and it plays really quickly the do 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 Yeah, this, this really <laughs> epic music real fast. And so that oh was reminding gosh. me of like, whenever we say nebulous, it just goes nebulous, like really quickly. Nebulous. <laughs> nebulous. That's also, that, that place also features two times where I think it's me. No, I think you run off the edge once and I run off the second time. I, I think, I hope it's not me both times. But the first time, this the wizard or fairy music plays from Dark Cloud, the do-do-do-do-do-do for like way too long. <laughs> Cuts, I'm like, okay, we're back. And then yeah. the next time, 
fall off three days grace's pain it's like pain you know it's like do do dun dun and it cuts and it's so it's so fun <laughs> like that's like the one thing i will give myself is that i obviously i know what's funny to me and i that's i go hard in that direction oh oh we that's, do and I so that's how... why like our humor is i'm sometimes wondering yeah. if it ever, if it'll ever like catch on into like major popularity quote unquote but like that's what's funny to me is just like finding what's funny to me and then just that's where i'm going i'm like that's you can tell on that specific episode i was finding this really funny and so i did it like three four times yeah that that series is so great too because all of the intros are different even though they're the exact same thing like i think some of them share the same music but very quickly jack and i were like no we just want to do funny intros which then of course extends over to the raconteer collection which <laughs> we just did weird stuff for the intros <laughs> like yeah we, i always like that yeah i like the weird and intros. hopefully now that my schedule has changed i'll actually have more time and energy to do some funny intros again sorry i was talking with the mic there but Charlie, do you have any poker chips you know we don't have any poker chips i have a bunch hey, of coins laura is just asking no. you want to bring, bring some you, cards, you want to bring some coins okay yeah but uh i can remember very much a big birthday gift for me when i was young was Legos or Bionicles? I, I didn't even answer Bionicles. Topic, huh? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you, I'll swap yeah, it back to you here in a moment. Good, but my God, Jack, and I'm sure you can talk about this, but I love Bionicles. Like, for anybody who doesn't know, Bionicles were like almost like this combination between like Legos and like the Technic sets um, combined together, and basically you could make your own action figures. And what was so cool about them though is that in the Lego magazine they had a Bionicle comics. Which yeah, Bionicle comics are freaking awesome, and they gave them like a storyline. And so, like for me, that was my first interaction with like lore and like storylines. And I remember even I love them so much. The comics that I cut out a bunch of like the comics thing and just like papered the back of my door or the back of our door with like a bunch of Bionicle like just cutouts and stuff. That guy's got more rocks in his head than a Pomatorin. <laughs> oh god those bionicle movies but yeah bionicles were a big one for me i love getting bionicles and i could just i mean i've always been like this i've been a little bit of a weirdo and when i'll just like play with toys by myself and i'll just be going on these like adventures with my toys you know what i mean like mm-hmm. be like oh man i've lost my mask and i've lost my arm but i still have this axe and i will travel now and it was like what am i doing like what playing what, with the uh the different action figures and stuff out and we have those like wooden blocks out and so we had this like yeah. rectangular patch in our in our one of our old houses that was when it was obviously like real dry it was just like nothing but this fine dust like this really mm-hmm. fine dust and it was so, like an old garden bed basically yeah exactly and so we'd like set up these houses and then just put two people in them and then boom, like throw all this dust on them and see if they yeah. survived like the sandstorm and then <laughs> Yeah, like crawling out like we do that kind of stuff all the time, and Definitely. I feel like for my birthday, one. Of the, I honestly remember Christmas gifts a lot more than birthday gifts. I'll be straight I up see, with I you. I do too. Like I do too. I'm trying to think of like the last birthday gift I received, and I can't think of one. Like I just can't. Maybe other than like a Lego set or something. <laughs> there, there's nothing is coming to my mind about a birthday gift I received in the past. 15 years that i can remember wow i mean i'm i'm trying i'm really trying i'm trying he's he's trying over here folks folks (laughs) (laughs) well that i think that's so interesting is that especially as you get older yeah and i'm doing this jack so you have some time to think so you don't really have to listen oh gosh i'm thinking as you get older you know, your birthdays thinking, thinking, become thinking. closer together. Not, you know, in the form of actual time, but as your perception of time, as you live more years, every year doesn't feel as long. And so that's why those early childhood birthdays stick out so much in memory is because, you know, like your eighth or your ninth birthday, I know it sounds obvious, but that's your ninth birthday, like the ninth time it's happened. But then by the time you're in your 20s, you know, your 29th birthday... This is your 29th time it's happened. And so it's like, 
it becomes, it sticks out less in your mind and they kind of blur together. And I think the only reason Christmases do stand out more is because just more people are involved. And we often would go to one of our grandparents for Christmas Eve. And so like, but Christmas, it does stick out to me more. Like if I think about it, like I can think about way more Christmas mornings, the Christmas gifts, the excitement as a child of like going to sleep and being like, oh my God, what am I going to get? Here we go. We got to save that you for know? the Christmas episode. Yeah, we'll definitely do a Christmas episode or I guess to be more frank, like a holiday episode, but we celebrated Christmas. On holiday. But uh, anyone Jack? know Green Day? <laughs> anyone know Green Day? Anyone heard of this band Green Day? Uh. <laughs> no, Ellie, it's okay. <laughs> this band green yeah. day yep do you have anything else you'd like to add for birthdays or just anything else at all that you'd like to bring up in this kind of tangent birthday episode extravaganza super plus ultra um you know what that's Honestly, the title of this episode by the way you have to remember that oh uh, gosh okay <laughs> That's gonna be hard. Just look up like no. Just look up the titles of like what Street Fighter titles have been called in the past, and just take all of the weird abbreviations before Street Fighter, and just add that in front of birthday episode. Are you, are you serious? Super Instinct Ultra Plus Capcom Unite. Capcom. <laughs> uh, you know, Dude, try, I'll be anyways. honest. I cannot think of anything else <laughs> I want to really add. I'm horrible at thinking right now. Other than people, if you have a PC. Please get phasmophobia. I want to hunt ghosts with some people. It'd be a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, mm. you don't have to. I was playing it by myself and mm. was just sad because no one was available to play. Yeah. But other than well, that, I, I uh, that so. guys, just so you know, I do have a Twitch page if you're not following it. Streaming, you know, when I can nowadays, but we'll love for you guys to stop by. Like, when I have, like, Michael or uh, anyone stop by, from the Rocketeer collection, it's always a it's a huge boost to the to the morale. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I will say too, I've always had this problem with Twitch streams to where I feel like I have to pay so close attention and be involved. And so, like, oftentimes, if I just want to watch something, I, that's not what I want to turn on. But what's really cool, especially about Jack, is that I'll often just tell Jack, like, "Hey, man, I'm just gonna like lurk and chill and have this on in the background, and like I'll just have it playing." And every once in a while, I'll kind of chime in if I hear something, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah so definitely good for like background stuff if you just want to have it there. I mean, just like shoot Jack a message that says you're going to be like lurking around. And like Jack's totally fine with that, you know, so. Yeah, but. I wasn't sure if we going to keep everyone. going, so I was giving you that time. Charlie's notorious pauses make it really hard to edit podcasts if there are. <laughs> Actually, no, not, not just Charlie. Are the. Whenever I listen to other podcasts, I th- I honestly think, Charlie, we have a great dynamic, but we the way we talk to each other is so weird sometimes. Yeah, it is. But I because I'll I, be like, so, Jack, what do you think? And you're like, I'm sitting there like, my res- was it, is my response well, <laughs> after the so or is it kind of Jack? I was like, when did I actually start responding here? But I'm like, is this unsynced or is this desynced or is this just? how we were talking that's the big one and then i'm like but it matches up 30 seconds later so i'm guessing it's just i decided to talk at a weird time but i will say it's this so i watch the h3 podcast and i do like it but there are times when ethan's talking he's like like right into the mic and i can't stand that i'm glad we don't do that you know we go like you can hear our mouth like click sometimes or like the breathe in or something like <clears throat> yeah yeah or the worst the worst segue just keep this in mind the worst segue from any podcast topic is saying so anyways no one knows what to say after that or when to say anything after that so avoid so anyways, that topic jack I'm just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, didn't we have something planned for, this, for the segment? Didn't we have something planned for the segment? Guys, by the way, hopefully soonish, uh, we can do some more in-person recordings. Now that our schedules are more lined up, we'll have to wait and see how that works out. Yeah, definitely. Look forward to it. And uh, Ellie, you got anything we'll you want to say to the podcast? Oh, my God.
She says she wants to go to the pool. We're about to go see Marmy for a party. (laughs) All right. Everyone out there, thank you so much for listening to the Racketeer Collection, Chapter 5, Episode 7, The Birthday Megasode. Of course, this episode did tend to be filled with a little bit more tangents, but that is what you love us for. At least I hope that is what you love us for. If you love what we do over here, oh, there she is. Happy birthday. Thanks for messing up my outro, Ellie. Roll it again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll do a lot. But everyone out there, everyone out there, if you love what we do at the Raconteur Collection, your feedback is always very much appreciated. I loved going over the feedback in um, today's episode, and I would love to incorporate more of that feedback, discussions, conversations, points, statements, yes, yes, yes. anything that you would like to just have read aloud. You know, we're small enough now to where we can't incorporate most all of that which is awesome. But uh, if you really love, like if you're like, wow, this episode of the Racketeer Collection, I thought these boys did an amazing job. Check us out over on Patreon. You can support us over there and we will be, you know, not eternally grateful, but we'll be grateful to you. And uh, as always, I guess we'll pass it over to Clumsy Titan and we'll get out of here and go uh, eat some cake. Jack, oh, Ellie, yeah. ready to go eat some cake? Are you ready to go eat some cake? She just shook her head yes very fervently. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no. No. All right, Ellie, can you say, All right. see you later? See you later. See you later, guys. All right. Bye, Clumsy guys. Titan. Take, Take us it away. easy. Whoa! <laughs> Why don't we always do that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. All right. Peace.